dropping the hammer. No, you're not. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Dropping the Hammer with Dale McFadden. I am Dale McFadden. Uh, this is not a normal uh, weekly episode of the show. It's a special episode featuring an interview related to a five-part series I wrote and am publishing at frontstretch.com this week. Uh, this week marks the one-year anniversary of Black Lives Matter being embraced by NASCAR uh, in the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm recording this on Monday, June 7th, which is the one-year anniversary of the day NASCAR President Steve Phelps uh, gave a speech at Atlanta Motor Speedway prior to the NASCAR Cup race, stating NASCAR's public stance against racism. This five-part series includes interviews with four brand-new NASCAR fans who are black who came to the sport in the last year. One of those interviews is with uh, Renee Mitchell. Uh, she's a resident of Baltimore who, when I spoke to her uh, in May, it was days after her first in-person attendance of a NASCAR race. Uh, she went to the NASCAR Cup race at Dover International Speedway. But in, in my interview with Renee, uh, we talk about how just 14 months ago, uh, right at the start of the, the COVID-19 pandemic and, you know, when sports were shutting down, she never would have dreamed that she'd be enthusiastically attending a NASCAR Cup race, let alone one at Dover International Speedway. Um, we talk about what, what the last year has been like for her getting into the sport and getting to the point where she would go to a race by herself, which was also a big deal for her. So it, it's a great interview. Um, I loved talking with Renee. Uh, for about 40 minutes or so. Um, but I hope you enjoy it. Again, you can read my full five-part series at frontstretch.com. Uh, part one was published on Monday, and today's story about Renee will be published. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. What's up with you on a, on a Wednesday? Um, Wednesdays are normally slower days, but we have a ton of like global town hall meetings tomorrow. So I'm trying to get everything done today that I would have. I work for Under Armour. Um, I'm in supply chain. So um, I have uh, 500 run specialty accounts that I handle. So that's lots of, lots of emails and reporting and all kinds of fun stuff. Okay, that, that's. That, that, I'm sure that's full of stuff that I, I just don't understand. Supply chain. No, I know my best friend. I have a best friend that he actually kind of works with that that sort of. I believe. Um. So yeah, I'm sure you two could have a conversation about supply chain stuff. So, <laughs> so, but we're not here to talk about supply chains. We're we're we're, we're here to talk about uh, NASCAR, I guess. So um. It's Renee, right? Is that how you say yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm wanting to write uh, since next week, you know, is going to be the Coke 600. And it's going to be the first race in 14 months that it's been permitted to have full attendance. It doesn't mean there's going to be full attendance, but um, it's going to be the first one where everyone could come if they want to. So, and there's going to be people sprinkled out through that crowd who are attending their first NASCAR race. 
um, kind of like you at Dover. So, and there's going to be people who are there for different reasons, like their friend just brought them or um, they latched onto the sport last year when there was no other sports or they latched onto it because of the social justice stuff that NASCAR did banning the Confederate flag. And so, um, so what, what category are, are, are you in? What, what took you to Dover on Sunday for your first NASCAR race? Um, so kind of, I kind of fit into all of those categories. Like, um, I, my dad was in the Air Force, so I grew up all over, Um, but I graduated high school in Virginia, and my chemistry teacher was a huge Dale Senior fan. Like, she had the big cup. She came in, full Dale Senior jacket, all of it. So she used to give us extra credit to watch races. Really? Yeah. So I watched many races um, in high school because of that, Um, but then I kind of... um, fell off into other things like I played soccer and um, basketball for Penn State's division three school and then I was head manager of the basketball team I camped out um, for season tickets for Penn State football so sports have always been in my life Mm -hmm. Um, but um, this last year because of COVID my parents live in State College and um, because I live in Baltimore Um, I spent the majority of my year with them in state college. And what I didn't never realize is my parents are huge sports fans, but I never realized that every Sunday they watch the races. Really? Yeah. And it was something my mom was like, yeah, we've been doing this for years. I can't believe you never realized this. I was like, I guess I've just always been doing other things, but you know, with COVID, there isn't any other thing to do. So I started watching the races and then I downloaded the scanner app and I just got like really involved into it because I'm like, this is like, there's so much going on. Like there's so many different storylines every week that you can follow. And I just got really into it. So, um, and then the social justice stuff also definitely, um, Black Lives Matter, uh, banning the Confederate flag, because that was something is because of how big NASCAR was when I was in Virginia. But now that I'm in Maryland, it's not that big. And then with my parents living in Pennsylvania, I feel like it's not even that big. So I always felt like it was a Southern sport. My mm-hmm. mom is from Oklahoma. My dad's from Massachusetts, but um, they've always followed it. But so that was kind of one of the reasons why I got into it. It was, was the first sport back. Um, but I just got really... I. I think it was really when I started watching Xfinity that I was like, okay, this is something I can really get into. Um, And then now I watch truck races, Xfinity, NASCAR. um, And then I've been wanting to go to a couple of races, but first I wanted to wait till I was vaccinated and Mm -hmm. kind of just see. And um, because I was looking at Richmond, but then I wasn't going to be vaccinated in time. And um, I was going to go to Dover, but then I ended up going to Boston with my boyfriend instead for baseball last week. And then someone was like, Hey, I've got a ticket to Dover and I'm like, wait, you got a ticket to Dover? I'm like, all right, let me see if I can get the dog taken care of. Like, can I make this work? It's an hour and a half away. So 14 hours before Dover, I got it all figured out and I got on the road the next morning. So, so, so it, it almost didn't happen. There, there, there was like, yeah. there was a where you, you, it almost didn't happen. Yeah, it was, yeah, it almost didn't happen, but it ended up working out. So 14 hours. Okay. Wow. That, 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 that's that's kind of last minute. That, that's very uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so how far did you get to drive to Dover? Um, it was only an hour and a half away. Okay. So, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Like, I think I I paid more tolls than anything. Like, Delaware <laughs> has so many tolls that I was just like, okay, this is getting kind of ridiculous. I'm really not even that far in the state. But yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. 
So, so yeah, I remember seeing a tweet from you a while back where you, you were watching the race and like had the scanner on, I think your laptop or, or, or something. So, so yeah, how, I always have two screens going. <laughs> so, so how, how, I mean, I mean, getting, getting the scanner app, that's a commitment. I mean, that's, 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 that, that's, that's not, no. Yeah. If you're, if you're committed to a sport, yeah, you, you definitely get the scanner app. So how, how would you, a year into this, um, measure your your fandom your your interest level like where are you at right now where do you... uh, I don't know like I I am at the point where um I probably would plan my life around NASCAR like when stuff goes back to normal I think I would be like okay I got I've got you know this race is coming on this race is coming on um I do record them all so like mm-hmm. um I got my hair hair done like two weeks ago when I missed the truck race so like I went back and watched it because I saw I heard about how crazy it was but um, that's how my family is like when we have our sports teams like we're pretty committed like um, one of the reasons why my parents live in state college was because my dad was like I want to go to Penn State football games every single Saturday and so they play we plan our entire fall around Penn State football and I that's how I feel about NASCAR is like I want to start going to as many races as I can I've even been looking at moving to North Carolina to see about getting possibly getting into NASCAR um, wow so I probably kind of play pretty committed so yeah it's just so, so if, 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 I, if, I, like if I, so much so if I, if I had just like read the last two sentences you just said to you back in March of last year would you have any any idea that that no. was a like <laughs> <laughs> not at all <laughs> like I also like I so I work full-time for Under Armour but I also work part-time for the Baltimore Ravens um doing guest services and I also get to help out in other departments um so it's been a lot of fun just like learning the different avenues of um the inner workings of a sports organization so then with like NASCAR I'm like oh my gosh there's like there's so many different working pieces to this and this is something that they put on races 36 weeks out of the year like there's just there's so much to it and I look I love the background of things so it was just like this is like really interesting there's just so much this sport that it's more than just Sundays it's more than just practice and qualifying and stuff like that so yeah I'm well especially, especially the, me, last year there hasn't been practice and qualifying so. yeah yeah and so yeah if you told me last year that I was going to be a NASCAR fan and go to my first NASCAR race I would be like yeah no no way that's not happening wow so <laughs> is, is there any like one thing where you could point to it and say yeah the reason I'm so dedicated to it is this like this this was the thing that that like flipped the switch there's nothing that that stands out it's just like it was just the I love the fact that there's so many different drivers and they all have different stories and Mm -hmm. different personalities and it's just every week is something different and new so I just feel like it's just you just it, it, like what they say for football any given Sunday like it's really any given day in NASCAR like there's always something that can be new happening that just you know it's just it's just been really interesting. Okay, so and so you've latched on to Joe Gibbs Racing and twenty three eleven and Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why? Why JGR? Why twenty three eleven? Um. So my mom is like a big Kyle Busch fan. So <laughs> probably like listening to her. Uh, with um, talk about Kyle Busch and then uh, because of the fact of Coach Gibbs having the the Redskins connection um, and being that I football is like probably my now my second favorite sport 
Um, and then uh, basketball has always been a big thing for me. So um, when 2311 was being created, I'm like, whoa, Michael Jordan's getting into NASCAR and then finding out, you know, his relationship with Denny Hamlin and just everything like that, just like the storylines that they have, um, the success that they've had has just been really cool, except for like 2311 is brand new, but, you know, mm -hmm. just watching them grow. I love to be a part. I like to see things from the beginning. So to be able to see it from the beginning and then in five years, looking back and being like, wow, like this is where they were and this is where they are now is going to be, you know, super cool to, to be able to see and just watch it evolve. Okay. So, so is, is, so is Dover the closest track to where you live, correct? Yeah. Yep. So Do it was Do Dover or Richmond? Yeah. Dover, okay. Richmond and Martinsville, like Dover is an hour and a half away. Richmond's like two hours okay. and then Martinsville's under three. Okay. So, so did you ask anybody for like tips on what to do at how to get ready for a race? No, I, because I work in guest experience, guest experience like I know like go to the website the website's going to tell you a lot of information um and then because uh, I was at Fenway um last week I knew like there's a possibility of you know this thing is going to happen because of COVID so I just went on their website and kind of looked but then I've also like paid attention to when people are posting that they're going to a race like in their pictures like they had their headphones, they had their scanner okay. and just seeing the stuff that they brought. So I didn't really ask anyone for tips. I would have if it had been more than 14 hours prior to going to the race. But because of that, I was like, I'll just get all my information from the website. So like I ran to Walmart on my way and grabbed some um, headphones that uh, I could use and everything like that, just so that I, because I've one of that was one of the things my mom had asked me was about headphones. And I was like, well, I would have gone to racing electronics and gotten, you know, done the scanner rental, but I don't think they're going to be here and da, da, da. So then I go to Dover and they actually were there. So I mm. could have just done that. But because of how quick it was, I didn't get to do all of the research I, I normally would have done. Okay. So, so over the last month, what, what had been your expectations maybe for what to, you know, just expect from a race day experience and just, what, 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 what did you picture in your head of what it would be like versus um, what it turned out being, I guess? So I don't know what I expected. Um, it was kind of like going to the race. I'm like, you know, um, it, because of the whole social distancing thing, um, mm. I was thinking like be far apart from people. Um, I expected it to be loud. Um, I didn't expect to be able to see as much as I could see. Um, but I ended up having like, suit awesome seats and I could walk around the one the only thing that I'd say was like how big the track was I ended up getting lost because the security guy that I asked he was like oh no you're supposed to go this way and I'm like looking and I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be going to my right but I'm gonna listen to you and I'm gonna go left and I ended up having to go all the way around and getting to a point where I had to do a u-turn and go all the way back down um but besides that like um and then just walking along the um, the track during the race they wouldn't let you stop and really take pictures and I was like yeah because if someone were to hit that wall right there you know that's not yeah. gonna be good so um, but no everyone was you know not a lot of people really actually interacted with me at all it was really weird seeing how many people there were I got lots of smiles but like nobody really spoke and mm. I was like this is kind of weird but um, and then like once the race started, obviously everyone had, most people had, you know, ear protection. So you're not going to really speak to someone during the race anyways. But 
um yeah so it was just for me it was weird going to a venue a new venue by myself because I never would have done that like anytime I'm going to a new sporting arena I always have somebody with me so that Mm. was probably the most different thing for me but yeah it was I I didn't have any bad interactions like I had on a Denny Hamlin shirt because my 2311 hat it showed up that night I came home and it was here I was like great oh (laughs) perfect that's (laughs) yeah So, so did you like spend any time on like the midway at like the, the, uh, the souvenir haulers or anything like that? I walked around the, the lines were long. So that's the one thing I was like, okay, I'm not going to JGR. That line is way too long. And JGR is also 2311. So I was like, yeah. And even after the race, it was, it was really long. I was really surprised. Um, but I went to the Dover hauler and just got, um, NASCAR hat because he didn't have my 2311 hat um and so that line wasn't long at all but um there was lots of people I was surprised at the food trucks and then um the fact that you can scan your ticket to get in but then you scan out to go into that souvenir hauler food area and then you scan Mm -hmm. to go back in that's something most sporting events you can't once you scan in you're in so that was pretty cool um and then just the fact that you can bring in outdoor food and stuff like that. I had two water bottles and a soda with me. So um, that was great to be able to have my own stuff, which is something that, you know, you can do at some baseball stadiums, but some you can't right now. So, and then for football, you can't even do that at all. So that was something that was pretty different from what I'm used to. Yeah. I I think uh, a lot of people who, who aren't familiar with NASCAR don't know that you could bring your own beer to a race. So, so that's what my boyfriend was asking he's like so did people bring their own stuff I was like well around me I, I saw a lot of people had like Wawa sandwiches and they had a bunch of snacks but I was like I don't know about the beer I'm like I know they had their own koozies and stuff like that but I don't know about the beer but um because that's what he's like next time you need to bring a cooler just to have a whole cooler full of stuff I'm like okay yeah, yeah. I'll do that yeah <laughs> yeah, for, for, yeah that, that that like that, that should be a huge selling point for people is that if you want to bring a 24 pack of beer in a cooler to the race, you can do it. So. Oh, I think that would probably get more people to come, like, especially like people that love to drink. That would be a, a huge seller. But then also for people bringing families, because I know for here with the O's, the baseball team is terrible. So one of the things that they do is now kids under eight are free. And so mm-hmm. now families come to the games and they can bring snacks and stuff and they make it a whole family event just because they're saving money on the tickets and they're saving money because they're bringing in their own food so I think that would be a huge selling point that probably should be told more because that brings people in in the door right there okay so so the race starts it's a 400 lap race um what what was it like sitting like you were on the front stretch correct yeah, I was like right at the start, start finish line. Oh, so primo seats. Okay. So, so sitting in your spot, 400 laps. What was it like watching your first NASCAR race in person? It was, it was so cool. Like I took a video of when they um, started the engines and like, I've watched it like four or five times since then. And every single time, like I just get goosebumps. Like you hear it on TV and it's, it's an amazing sound on TV, but then you hear it in person and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you smell 
whatever that smell was and you're just like wow this is like this is super cool and then when they started doing the pace laps I'm like okay this is this is getting real and then you know the green flag waves and I'm like oh my gosh like this is you can see like you can't see everything at every point but you see enough of it that I could see turn one and turn two and then I could see turn three and four really well and I could see the majority of it but just because of the way the banking was so like if I wanted to watch a specific car for an entire lap I can I could do that pretty easily so um it was it was really really cool just to be able to see and because that was one of the things that I was always worried about is like if I go to this race like can I see what am I going to see like what am I going to be missing Mm -hmm. that I don't get from watching it you know at home but then because on the broadcast a lot of the time they focus on you know little small battle battles or they hone in on one car that you miss a lot of the race I feel like being in person I saw a lot more of those battles and things that you wouldn't have seen because they wouldn't have been shown on um on tv so I I enjoyed it like the whole time I was just like I had this big grin on my face and I was just like it was it was great so was there like was there any point in the race where something happened but you couldn't quite figure out what had occurred or were you kind of like slow on catching up to what had happened um when I think it was when Anthony Alfredo got dumped yeah I didn't I couldn't see that one but like when Eric Amarillo went into the wall I saw that I saw when the fire started I saw when he got out but for the most I think the Alfredo one was the only one that I was like oh okay because I just watched uh Race Hub this morning I was like oh okay yeah that's what I I didn't see but for the most part I could see everything and then they had the um big screens where they had it on there pretty quickly and they did replays and stuff like that so I don't feel like there's anything that I I really really missed so so what did you think of just the race in general um I actually enjoyed it like seeing the Hendrick cars dominate like even though I'm not like a Hendrick fan I do like Alex Bowman because he's one of the ones on social media that he puts a lot of his personal personality out there so you can really kind of to get to know him so I was excited to see that he won but um, just because the races have been so unpredictable where you just really don't know who's going to win. It was, it was, I thought it was a good race. Like, I don't know all of the, the technicalities of the 750 versus the 550 and all of that stuff. But for me personally, I enjoyed the race and I was just, I was like, I don't want to wreck. I don't want to see a big wreck <laughs> while I'm here. I don't want a big wreck. I just want a good, nice race. And, you know, besides Eric, you know, it was, a good clean race and so i i enjoyed the race and you, you got to attend uh the best finish yet for 2311 racing so far in 11th place yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i actually was like right in front of his pit stall so i got to see um him and then like when they were when they were doing the um pre-race ceremonies and stuff i got to take pictures of that and everything so yeah it was really cool so what, what was i think yeah you told me on in a dm that people have already been had been reaching out to you to with questions about what 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 you experienced so what what have been what who, who's been asking you about it and what have they been asking you about uh so it was just a like there was a couple of people that i didn't even know followed me that they were just like hey i hear i saw you were going to your first race can you like tell me how your experience was because i want to go to a race but you know i'm kind of worried about how um how it would go and how people would react and things like that. And a lot of it was people of color okay. that I think they were really was going to, was going to be like concerned about that. And for me, I grew up 
Um, I spent 12 out of now almost 33 years in Japan. Um, and then my dad, we were in Kansas, we were in Virginia. So I've kind of been all over. My mom's from Oklahoma, my dad's from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So um, race isn't something that's ever been something for me to be like, oh my gosh, like this is not a good place for me. But as things have progressed over the last few years, it's something that I'm more cognizant of now. So um, when they had that question, I was like, oh yeah, definitely. But as a person of color going to my first NASCAR race by myself, I didn't feel any, um, I didn't feel uncomfortable being there. I saw, it was a very diverse crowd. I saw many families of color. I saw people of color. So it wasn't anything like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm the only black person there. It wasn't like that at all. So um, it was really cool to see. So that's what I've told people is like, you know, for me going by myself, I didn't feel out of place. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel that anyone was unwelcoming to me. And so that's one of the things I see a lot is people are, oh, it's, you know, NASCAR is for people of the South and da da da. And it's like, it's, I didn't feel like that at all. So, what, so you're, you're someone who doesn't usually go to sporting events by yourself. So were, were, mm-hmm. were you hesitant at all to go 14 hours for a race by yourself? <laughs> Sorry, my dog is starting to bark at something. Um, no, not honestly. I think I was just like, oh my gosh, like, can I make this work? Um, my boyfriend, he goes to sporting events all the time. And he actually was funny. He FaceTimed me and he was at the twin stadium watching the twins and the A's. Um, and he hates going by himself. And he like FaceTimed me as I'm sitting in my seat at the race. So like, we're that, that, both looking at date. each other. <laughs> <laughs> So we're looking at each other like, yep, well, we're here by ourselves. Um, but but the thing for me, honestly, I don't know if I have any, I have a couple friends that would go to a NASCAR race with me, but I have a lot of friends that they would be hesitant just because they don't know anything about the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd have, so I'd have to get them to sit down and watch a race with me before I could get them to go to a race with me. But no, I wasn't hesitant at all. I was like, you know, can I make this work? If I can make this work, I'm, I'm going. So that's what I did. <laughs> okay, so, so you, you, I think I saw in your, your Twitter profile, you've been on Twitter since like 2010, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So what's it been like, uh, I guess, plugging into NASCAR Twitter? Um, so I've noticed it's, it's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, I think I've been more part of NASCAR Twitter since like the Daytona 500 week. Um, and there's a lot of welcoming people. There's lots of great conversations. I noticed that there's a lot of just unnecessary drama that I feel like (laughs) it's just, it's kind of crazy. I'm like, why? But, um, you know, a lot of the times it's like, (laughs) it's just great conversations and you start to feel like, you know, people, um, because some of my best friends I actually met from like a, a Michael Phelps fan forum group back in like 20 or 2008, and they're like my closest friends. <laughs> so like, I'm not, I'm not a stranger to meeting strangers and on, on the internet. So um, it just, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt, but there's a lot of great people and you get a lot of, um, you learn a lot about the sport from people and their experiences and the races that they've seen and points that have stuck out to them. So it's interesting, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Okay. So, so can, can you describe to me, so you, you mentioned part of the reason that you've gotten into sport was because of the social justice stuff that NASCAR did last year. Can, can, and can, combining that with 2311 and Michael Jordan, with, with, within, within the black community, can, can, 
what have you been, I guess, sensing or observing when it comes to their um, attention, maybe coming towards NASCAR over the, over the last year? What has that been like from your perspective? Um, I've seen it a lot of, um, one of the biggest things I think is the I Am Athlete podcast. Mm-hmm. When they had Bubba on, I think that really helped to open uh, the doors to more people in the black community being interested in um, just because of who Brandon Marshall and um, Crowder and Fred Taylor and Ocho Cinco. Um, also like um, Bernard Pollard, he was a former yeah. Raven running back and he's like really big into it. And he tweets about iRacing all the time. So I think it's really helped. And then with him having partnerships with like Beats and um, Michael Jordan is just, he's a name that a lot of people from the black community look up to, um, especially like if it comes to basketball or outside of basketball in the state of North Carolina. So I just feel like it is something that I see more of. And then like I'm in the 2311 group on Facebook and there's a lot more people that are on there like, oh, I'm getting ready to go to my first race and stuff like that. So I've seen a lot more interest since September with NASCAR than I did like in the months leading up to it. So I feel like we there's more that needs to be done. I feel like it's in a good place where it's on an upswing and not on a downswing, like where it was just like, oh yeah, this is happening and now nothing is happening. So I feel like it's still... Um, it's still in a good place to be, uh, to get more people from the black community there. One thing that's just fascinated me just over the course of the last 10 months is just a noticeable shift of interest in NASCAR from, from one segment of the population that you can ascribe to certain outside influences. And it, you, I don't, I mean, I, I've been following NASCAR for, since I was, the nineties since I was a little kid. And I don't think anything like this has ever quite happened um, when it comes to interest in the sport. And I'm, what, what do you, what, why do you think it's been so dramatic? What, what, what's been, why can, can you think of it? Or what, what do you think why it's, why it's happening like this? Uh, I think it might just be the influence of Michael Jordan. I think that when someone like that puts their name in it, in a big way, I feel like, a lot of people don't know that Denny Hamlin is a Jordan athlete. Like you don't see much on him being within the Jordan brand. Um, Cause I even went and looked, I'm like, is he on the website? Like, do they show him at all? And there's really nothing that is there. Like there's some videos that he'll put up that'll have other athletes on there and then it'll have him in there, but it's like something he's posted on his social media. Yeah. But if you go to the Jordan brand page, you don't really see Denny Hamlin on there. But I feel like, with Michael Jordan, this is Michael Jordan's team. And a lot of people outside of NASCAR, that's the way they say it, is they don't see yeah. it as Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan. They see it as Michael Jordan's team. And I just think when you put his name on there, it's just gonna it just take off because of who he is and because he's a global superstar that I think that's just, I feel like that's just what it is because he's got the Jordan brand, he's Jordan. I think that just helps to, and then with beats and all, I just mm-hmm. think that's, that's why it's just because of that. And ha- Hamlin, he just like debuted his new Air Jordan shoe. I think that that yeah. was this, this week. So I, I don't I don't know if that that's something that everyone could just go buy or that that's just his personal shoe or anything. But um, I think the way that he announced it was that it was only going to be for him for now, 
But the one thing I did see was that there's some sneaker app that I, or account that I follow, that they actually posted a picture of Denny's shoes and said, oh, look at this, you know, Denny Hamlin shoe. So I normally don't see that a lot with the, the Jordan stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. So maybe they will come out with something that's going to be for the public. But I know he said that there's going to be a ton of different colorways, but it sounded like it was still just going to be for him. So we'll okay. see. Well, you just said a few minutes ago that you said there's still work that needs the NASCAR needs to do when it, when it comes to, I guess, reaching out to um, communities of color. Like, what do you think the sport still needs to do at this point? Um, I just, I think that there needs, I, I, it probably has to happen more at like the track level of getting um, more grassroots stuff going where I feel like, um, I don't, I honestly, I don't know how to, how to describe it but I just feel like they they posted that video they banned it they banned the confederate flag you know Bubba had his Black Lives Matter car Denny had his um the car for the the museum yeah um when they were which yeah so I feel like they do these things but then what have we seen since Mm -hmm. like what have they done this season so I just don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's something that it's just because right now with COVID that they're hesitant to be able to do a whole lot, but um, I just feel maybe more speaking on things or maybe, but even I feel like with the grand marshals and the people that they've had singing the national anthem, that's been pretty diverse, like depending on where they are. And I think that helps, Um, but maybe just even telling people sooner, you know, who's going to be, Mm-hmm. singing because I forget who it was and I was like oh my gosh that's so-and-so I'm like I wish I had known that this was who was going to be performing but you know maybe just being more vocal and I know like people are always like oh well you know you don't want to see you don't want people to know what you're doing like yo you volunteer and you brag about it but it's like I volunteer and I like to help people but it's not me bragging about it it's really just like giving awareness that this is what I'm doing yeah. you're so trying, that it shining light on people. the thing you're trying to help so yeah yeah so that's what I feel like needs to happen is they're probably doing a ton of stuff behind behind closed doors but they need to be vocal about it and they need to tell people you know this is what we've done brag about it because the more people see it the more that they're going to want to be a part of it and the more that um it just shows that oh this wasn't just something you know because everyone talks about last year with the people that posted the black boxes on June 2nd but then what did they do past that you post a black box on your social media oh, and yeah. then you didn't do anything. So, yeah. you know, you just have to always make sure that whatever you're doing, you're backing it up and it's something that you're consistently doing and showing people that you're doing. But I don't know what I can, like one thing that I can think of that would really, would really help. I think, and honestly, it could just be because of COVID. Everyone just doesn't want to do anything because of all of the restrictions and stuff that have to be put in place. So maybe in three months, it'll be completely different. But yeah, I don't know. So do, do you anticipate you're trying to go to any more races this year? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was looking at Pocono because that's pretty close to my parents' house. Um, I've, yeah, so um, I've been looking at that one. I was thinking about Charlotte for a little while, but I've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, my boyfriend wants to travel this summer, so I'm trying to like, figure it out. And then, um, I'm going to the Ravens Raiders game for, um, in Las Vegas in September. And I'm like, wait a second, when is the, when is the Vegas race? Like, can I just make this like a whole 
sports week. So we're looking at that. So I might be at Vegas in September. Um, but yeah, so kind of, I've just been looking like next year, I'll definitely go to more and have it more planned out. But um, uh, one thing I definitely want to do is whatever race I go to, I want to be able to offer a ticket to someone to go to their first race. So oh, cool. I feel like that would be a way for someone who can go to their first race and they don't have to go by themselves. And, um, you know, I'm no, by no means going to be a pro, but I at least be able to share some of my knowledge and then make them feel comfortable. And then maybe for their second race, they'll bring someone new and we'll start a whole trend of just bringing oh, really new people cool. and, and have a whole, you know, a whole group of people that, you know, they just, everyone brings a friend. So that's the one thing that whatever race I go to, I'm definitely going to, pay it forward because the person that gave me my ticket didn't ask me for anything he just sent me the ticket and was like have fun so I was like this is crazy like is this even real that's the one thing I was worried about when he sent me the pdf I'm like is this gonna scan like is this, am I gonna get to Dover and this is not gonna work but my ticket worked I got in and had a great time so I'm like yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to pay it forward there's there's no way that I can not go to a, a NASCAR race and do that for someone nice the, the Las Vegas race is September 26th. Yeah. And the Ravens play, I think it's the 13th. It's a Monday night game. It's the season opener. My boyfriend, I've never been to Vegas, but he's from Oakland and goes all the time. So he's like, well, you have to go out there for this amount of time. and blah, blah, blah. So I might just be like, all right, we're going to Vegas for two weeks and let's make this work. So yeah, I'm definitely hoping to be out there for Vegas, if not Vegas, all I've always wanted Darlington looks like a really cool track to go to. So it's, I'll, it, I'll... <laughs> it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. Just a warning. No. Okay. <laughs> it's an awesome, no, it's an awesome track. Um, it's, it's my favorite track on the circuit, but it is in really? the middle of nowhere. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> so, so, Dar so Darlington, what, what, any other tracks that you, 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 you have in mind? Um, oh. I think all of them on the East coast are like really easy to get to. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was like, Oh, Coda would be really great. Cause you know, Austin is a really cool city and it's a brand new track, but that didn't work out. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I want to go to Phoenix. I don't know if I want to do championship race Phoenix or just like spring race Phoenix, but I feel like Phoenix would be a good one to go to. I definitely want to go to Daytona 500. I've already been looking at tickets for next year to see if, um, I want to do that. Um, but yeah, so I honestly would love to go to all of them at some point and just okay. make that, you know, my, my goal. Everyone has the goal of going to every single baseball stadium. I'm just going to make the goal of going to every single racetrack. All right. So is there, is there anything <laughs> else that you'd like to share about your first experience at a NASCAR track that, to, that you want to convey to other people who might be doing that this summer, going to their first, their first NASCAR race? Ear protection. And I think you, uh, I don't know if that gets said enough because that was the one thing is like I went to the bathroom at the end of stage two and it went under green when I was like washing my hands and I'm like, whoa, that is super loud. But yeah, so ear protection. I think a lot of people would be like trying to tough it out and be tough guys, but I feel like it's not something to mess with. Like you have to have ear protection because it's, it's, you will lose hearing. Like even at some points I could feel the vibrations through my headphones. I'm like, uh, are these on right? <laughs> Just check this. But yeah, <laughs> so definitely ear protection. <laughs> yeah. I'm an, um, but I'm no, I think your plugs person over, really? over headphones personally. Okay. 
Yeah, my dad um, was in the Air Force and he worked on fighter jets. So he's an earplugs person. But I was like, I was going to do earplugs, but I'm like, the ones that I got were Bluetooth. So I was thinking that I could possibly use the scanner app through them. But then my battery was going dead on my phone because I have an old phone. So I was like, I'll just use them as ear protection this time. And then next time I'll look to use my scanner app with my Bluetooth headphones or whatever they were. But they were just $50 headphones that I got from Walmart. And then they had headphones at in the haulers that you could buy too. So I was like, yeah, this is good. Like you can't not get them. And, um, but it's definitely something you, it's definitely a must for any game or any race you go to. Well, thanks Renee. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, do you <laughs> mind if I like publish this as like podcasts or YouTube or anything? Or... Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Renee Renee Mitchell, NASCAR fan. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I just find that fascinating that that 14 months ago you would never have thought you'd be doing what you're doing right now, and you're 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 yeah. You're so I have like giant post its that I use for writing, and I have like one of like my I have a running tab of the the uh, drivers that have run won races and. I've got my list of like who I think is going to be the next ones. Like, oh, like really? last year I had a playoff bracket that I did. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, but yeah, like never 14 months ago, never would have happened. And now I'm like, my mom's like, you're a bigger NASCAR fan than we are. How did this happen? My mom will text me and be like, Hey, is this like, what was it? She had, like two weeks ago. She's like, is this a mile and a half? racetrack what kind of track is this I'm like you could you texted me when you could have googled it or it shows up on the tv at some point so it's just really funny but yeah I just out of nowhere just watching it with my parents <laughs> so so what what grade was the teacher who gave you extra credit what grade was that ninth grade ninth grade so so yeah junior junior high was that junior high for you uh, f- uh freshman year of high school Freshman year of high school, uh, yeah. man who gave you extra credit for watching NASCAR. That I, I can't yeah. believe. Was that the 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 the, the, the school know, know about that? I'm pretty. That doesn't seem like something. I don't that know. You get extra credit for watching yeah. NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> well, in college, I got extra credit for going to basketball games, and I was on the basketball team, and he gave me extra credit anyway. So, <laughs> like, I'm required to be here, but I'll take the points. <laughs> All right. But yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Renee. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, I will let I will let you know when the well I'll let you know when the, the column gets published. Whenever it, I'm wanting it to be next week, but I, I also want to talk okay. to other people. So um, like you. So, but I'll let you okay. know. I'll put the I'll probably put this podcast out next week. So okay, yeah, and I'll let you know if I hear of anyone who's going to a, a race, so you can talk to them too, because I feel like that's a lot of people's they're just worried about how it's going to go so if they have they hear from different people what what their experience was it'll help them be like oh okay like this isn't going to be anything what I'm expecting it to be and go and enjoy themselves and get more people in the stands now that most of them are going to allow you mm-hmm. know full capacity yeah please please direct my way please please tell them where to find me on twitter they could dm me i've opened dm okay so um yeah please please do that so okay thank you renee you have a great great enjoy the rest of the year thank you you too bye bye all right thanks for listening don't forget to check out our youtube channel for more content like this 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can find Daniel on Twitter at, at Daniel McFadden and look out for more articles from him on frontstretch.com.